You're listening to Revival and Souls with Pastor Cletus from Deliverance Bible Church in Hearst, Texas, where since 2016, God is moving and real revival is happening. For more information about this outpouring of the Holy Spirit, please visit us online at deliverancebiblechurch.com or text the word REVIVAL to 682-702-4606. Now, here's Pastor Cletus. give you a word if you have your Bibles don't sit down but grab the Bible and find a place where you can read it in 2nd Kings chapter 6 as you're going there Ephesians 5 says redeeming the times for the days are evil redeeming the time to buy back time The last few years, the body of Christ has been heavily attacked by a devil, by a, by a full onslaught of demonic activity to tell the body of Christ that things are wasted, that things are broken, things are ruined. Actually, that word ruined would probably be the most prominent phrase, is that people feel like they've somehow ruined everything, and it's an attack on grace. It's an attack on people getting back up in the morning and going forward. It's actually to anchor you to something that you did in the past or something that was done to you. It's either heartache or it's something you did. And so even though it's under the blood or even though you've already forgiven or whatever, it just anchors you to the past. That's what's been happening to the body of Christ. So the accuser of the brethren hits you all day long and he pulls up and digs up things that man are so gone. They're so gone. So then you believe that times are, are wasted. And so we go, well, I want to redeem the time. And then the devil comes in and says, how are you going to get back 10 years? How are you going to get your five years back? How are you going to get? And he, he focuses us on the days, on the time. Okay. But Jesus doesn't want us to try to recapture time. That's not what redeeming the time means. It doesn't mean to somehow get your 10 years back or to somehow you know, get, relive it or something. No, redeeming the time means to go back to when things went sour. Because actually the entrance of the enemy is always based on an act of disobedience. The devil's always around, but he's only intimate in your situation through an act of disobedience. So the devil points us to every little speck that we've, you know, done. Like, well, you did this and you did this. And none of those things seem to go, you repent, you confess. You're like, what? It's over. But it, it, he just keeps poking at them. That's because he's trying to divert you from the truth. The devil got in with the body of Christ, I believe, five, ten years ago or whatever it is. Through causing the, the body of Christ to, to disobey simple things. We traded what God said about us for what the devil was saying to us. If there's a big grievous sin 
on the body of Christ right now. It's that at some point in the past few years, because of pressure, we traded who God said we were and, and are, who we are, for some situational attack that the devil told us that we were. So the devil said, you can't because this. And God's like, I never once changed I never changed my, my perspective of you. I never changed my vision for you. I never changed my word for you. And when stressful times come, people trade. They trade the word of who they are. So you're, you're, you're not firing on all, 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 all the set of pistons that you need. How many are there? They're not all fire. You're, like, you're running on, on, on low all the time. You haven't changed your inward belief, but your outward man has not acted on that belief all of a sudden. So it's like running in quicksand all the time in the spirit. You still believe it. You still know who God says you are, but it's like you can't make it work. Okay, that's because you dropped the accent, which is Second Second Kings chapter six. Just trust me tonight. I know you've heard it, but but I want to show you something. It says, and the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, "See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan, and let every man take." a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell so he answered go then one said please consent to go with your servants and he said i will go and you know this so he went with them and when they came to the jordan they cut down trees they were at work they were doing the vision but as one was cutting down a tree the iron axe had fell into the water and he cried out and said alas my master for us borrowed in other words he says i ruined it i'm in trouble i wrecked it something bad happened i can't get that back and so he cries out to the man of God. And in our situation, it's like we cry out to God. God, look what happened. Look what I did. Because the devil's telling you something. He's like, you can't be a man of God, a woman of God. You can't be a prophet. You can't be an evangelist. You can't be whatever, you know. You can't be a good dad. You can't be a good father. Because look, you know, look what happened. And so we stand around for years sometimes and say, I lost the accent, okay? Which that wasn't that guy's fault. He just you know, swung it wrong or something. And so he lost it. And then it says this. He says, so the man of God said, where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there and he made the iron float. Now I want to just show you this. What did throwing the stick in do? Someone give me some philosophical answer. Why, why did he throw a stick in? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's our theory, right? I mean, like I, you know, but really for no reason. Like really, like for nothing. Like it was just like, it was like him proving to us like, I don't know, throw a stick in. God, it's not over. This isn't ruined. This is nothing. It's just like this prophetic act of so, showing how small it is to get your stuff back, to get your identity back, to get, you, to get your vision back, to get the call back. He's like, I could just throw a stick in there to prove to you how small this situation is for God. It's like when the leper came, I told you Matthew chapter eight, he comes and he says, if it's your will, can you, you can make me clean. And Jesus goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, be clean. That's fine. And he's healed right then. And God told me a few weeks ago, he says, that's how easy, that's how I do things. It's so simple. But the reason it isn't simple anymore for us to pick up the accent is because we keep thinking that the failure is like we did something wrong. No, we just believed something else. So when fear came in, we just believed fear. We went from confidence to no confidence. We went from faith to doubt. We went from running fast to running slow. We went from standing up tall to now we're on our faces saying, God, what's wrong with me? Um, nothing except for maybe just go back and say, Father, the big sin I committed against you is I just changed my, I changed my, I wouldn't even say confession. The feet of my faith shifted when the devil said something to me. Because the accuser of the brethren doesn't, he doesn't accuse you of stuff you didn't do. He always accuses you of stuff you did do. 
that God is completely aware of and doesn't care. The Bible actually says in Revelation chapter 12, the accuser of the brethren stands before God day and night and says, they did this. It never says that God responds. He's like, so what? I save sinners. That's the idea. That's what I do. Like, big deal. I, sons and daughters. Grace. That's what it's for. I get it. Like, he never responds. But it says, then they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, meaning they didn't change what they said and what they did. When the accused are accused of things that we actually did. You did some stuff. You did some stuff, didn't you? And then the devil throws it at you. And in these last few years, it's like he's throwing stuff at you that you totally forgot about. And now you're thinking about it all the time. Yeah. And he's like, you can't do that because. And you can't this because. And the whole time you're like listening to it. Even if you're fighting it, you're listening to it. Because why would you fight against something that doesn't exist? You're fighting. So you're actually, you're entering the race. You're like, okay, all right, I'm going to battle you. Instead of going, wait a second, I'm only in this situation because I traded my belief system. If I were you, if anyone here, wave at me. If you were like, there was a moment in the last few years where something hit me so hard that it was like I just stopped. And, and, and I've just, come on, put up your hands high. You're like, some, there was a moment. Now wave at me if you're, or keep your hand up if you're like, no, an exact moment where I can still picture it, where everything was fine, and then all of a sudden it wasn't. Isn't that weird? Do you know what happened right then? I'm going to just say this. You sinned right then. I'm just going to be honest. You sinned. But it wasn't with the stuff or whatever. You sinned, and you, it's an act of disobedience when you went, whoa, I believe that. That's all that changed. That's all that changed. You believed something else. When that thing hit you, you, you changed how you believed. Now, your heart still believes, but your actions are different. Your voice is different. The confidence is gone. Okay. And, and that's why the devil, the access of the enemy is that right there, that moment. The enemy has been hassling you because of that act of disobedience. He's always there, but he gets in when we come in agreement with him. You've been repenting for everything since then, and it doesn't fix it. That just leaves the roots is that moment. And you've been going, God, I just got hit. I mean, you've been pointing at the enemy that whole time. He's always there. Why are we acting like there's suddenly a devil? There's always a devil. It's like, Lord, forgive me. Because in that moment, I believe I didn't mean to. I didn't want to, but I believed it. Even if I keep saying I didn't, I, 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 it went in. It got in. You know what? If you would repent, confess. Okay, I'll say it in every version you want. If you'll confess that to the Lord and go, Lord, forgive me because I, in that moment, I changed how I believe. I disobeyed you and I listened. And I actually accepted it on some level. I didn't want to. I didn't even mean to. But if you'll repent, let me tell you something that will happen. God will ask you into something. He's going to invite you into something. He's going to say, would you like to go back to that place and stand in that place? Because here's the truth. Let's say that this happened to you in 2013. Anyone that's a year for you, 13? Okay, so here, here it is in 13, something hit you. And you didn't mean to, and you didn't know it, and you've been trying to figure it out ever since. But actually what happened is, like the rest of us, it came at you so hard you believed it. Not wanting to, but the truth is, you know, we gave in. If you repent of that right now, everything from that point, it, it's washed. Amen. 
Now here's the next thing. Your 2013 person won't work in 19. I want to show you this. This is going to blow your mind. This is what redeeming the time looks like. Because you've been trying to do that. You've been trying to be like, God, like right before that moment, why won't that work now? That's because a lot of crap has gone down since that moment. And so we're trying to like fix everything since that moment. But actually, the only reason all that stuff happens is because that one moment of disobedience. But if you repent tonight, God will forgive you. The, the tide will turn. And here's what God will do. He'll say, let's take your 2019 person and go back to 2013. And let's just, let's just be six years younger again. Let's just... Because now, because now you, you did it, but you, but you repented. So it's like, it's, it's like we're there. So God is saying, stop trying to make this all work in 19 because your 19 self is broken. It's just struggling. You've been doing all you can, but it's just hurting. And, and it's just got too many bruises, too many hurts, too many problems. <sighs> it would take a lifetime to fix that guy. But now that you repented, let's go back and let's live from 13. And you can say things like, wow, God, I almost missed it. Man, I, I, I believe that, but thank you, Lord, you showed it to me. God's going to take the last six years and go. You're not going to get back six years. You're going to pick up six years ago where you were. I don't know if I'm helping anybody right now. God is inviting you back to that moment where you disobeyed, but hey, we caught it. As if we were there right now. We're like, oh man, I almost believed that. That was, that was close. Lord Jesus, that was close. And I can't fix everything from that. That's a big mess. But I can go back and I can stand right there. I dare you to take just a moment because it's an attack on your mind, by the way. Go back and think the thoughts for just a moment that you were thinking right before this went down. Whatever hit you right before it, right before it happened. Be like, hey, wait, what was I thinking right then? What were the thoughts? What was the, my day? What was, how was I living? What was that? Because it won't work now, but let's let the guy, let's let the last six year old, the last six years of your life, let's let that die. Like, we'll just kill that. Like, that guy's just going to be washed away, and you're going to go, you're six years ago now. And it's like, pick up right there. Yeah, what were the thoughts I was thinking? Anyone from 12 or 14 or 15 or whatever, who, what is it? Well, so, so go back. You've repented of that moment of disobedience. I believed it, Lord. I believed the lie. And so thank you for forgiving me. And thank you, Lord, that I would never be able to fix the, the last seven years. I would never be able to fix that. But Lord, you can wash it away. And I don't have to keep sorting through the last seven years. I just go back right then. And I want you to think, what was I thinking? What were the thoughts then? Because as a man thinks doesn't mean your mind makes you who you are your mind either agrees with who you are or disagrees with who you are and if your mind agrees with who you actually are then you will walk out who you are the mind is the place of attack god could wash your mind tonight raise your hand if that was you and you said i did just repent yeah i actually confessed that that moment okay now here's the truth that's all he's been waiting on that's it. There's nothing else. That's all, he, that's all he's been waiting on. I declare to you that's all he's been waiting on. He's just been waiting. You say, well, now what? Well, now we just have new leverage. Tables are turning. That means, you know, maybe, maybe what you did opened up the doors so like the spirit of Jezebel walked right in. Or maybe fear. Fear is the biggest one. Wave at me if it was fear. Yeah, that's you. That's it. That's the one. 
Do you remember I used to teach on you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear? That's a kicker because as a Christian, we don't really receive it. But in an act of disobedience, we open the door. And all of us think that, let me tell you this, don't ever listen to what the devil tells you to repent about. You wait on the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is saying to us, oh, all that stuff, that's just because of this moment. If you'll repent of that moment, uh, it's forgiven. Stop, stop trying to you know, put back together a broken vase. It's, it's over. Let it die. Let it die. So, so let me ask you, tell me the year. Tell me you said 12. Who else? If you had your hand up, tell me the year. 14, 15, 14, 14. Do like this so I can see the numbers. 15, 15, 15. Think around 15. What was the one in the back? 14, 13, 13. Okay. Okay. So now I want you to subtract the, those years. So for 13, that's that's six years ago. Okay. I want you to, and now I want you to think of your age, and I want you to subtract those years. Okay. Okay. So, so how old are you? You would have been 23. Is that what you said? Okay. So, so he's going to reconnect himself with his 23-year-old self. I mean, like you're gonna like. Like, like, come back in order, and I want you to see yourself as that 23-year-old, and be like, yeah, that's who I am, actually. Okay, what was your year? 14? So how old does that make you? Four years ago. We don't care how old anybody is around here. What is it? So you'd be 36? Is that what it was? Am I doing that? Okay, so you're going to reconnect yourself to your 36-year-old self, and you're going to say, what were the thoughts? of my 36-year-old. What was I doing? And the devil has been telling you it's impossible. It's not impossible once you repent. Amen. Once you give that to the Lord, eh, it's like washed. You say, what about everything between now and then? What, what stuff? Because it dies right then. It dies right then. It dies right then. doesn't matter who says what about who. It doesn't matter. It's over. Okay? You reconnect. So now you're going to say, well, I'm going to get reintroduced re to my old self. You say, how is this possible? You know, how, what, you know. No, it's redeeming the time. It's going back. It's not trying to live it over. It's not trying to make up for the last few years. Now forget that. The last few years, who cares? The last four years, you can't relive the last four years, but you can go back to before you lost them. And you can go, okay. Like for me, it's like, how old do I be? What's seven years ago? I'm 44. So I'm going to go back to my 37-year-old self. I'm going to go to my 37-year-old self. And I'll be like, okay, what was that guy doing? I'm going to reconnect with that guy, okay? Amen. We've had a lot of victory, but I'd like to stop fighting. Amen. I'd like to stop fighting. In 2012, I got hit with something I had no expectation of at all. And then I had seven years fighting that, fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. Having up days and down days and up, you know, and you, you win for seasons and then you fight. No, I don't want to fight anymore. I want to, I want to, I want to be that person again. You say, well, what happens if the devil hits me next time? You learn something. You learned that when he hits you, you don't disobey again. And you grit your teeth and you say, no, I know who God says I am. And you take every thought cat. Yeah, you just don't let it in. Because that's why we've had the problems, because we let it in. Hallelujah. I want to pray for you. And God will restore. He'll reconnect you right now. Hallelujah. Let's even just stand. I know a lot of you are holding kids and stuff, and that's, I understand. 
But if I could do anything tonight, this would be it. Hallelujah. Just even say this with me. Say, Father, thank you for showing this to me. Lord, I ask you, forgive me for agreeing with the enemy, for disobeying. Is this obeying? What you say about me has not changed. And so, Father, I receive grace and cleansing. I receive cleansing. I want you to see water just washing you. I receive cleansing. And right now, I receive my old self like nothing was lost. Now, Father, I ask right now in the name of Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, that you would reintroduce us to the person we are, the person we were, the person we are. Reconnect us with that 2012 person, with that 2014 person, with our old self that, 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 that dropped the ball, but praise God, you showed us. You showed us where we dropped the ball. We thank you. And it doesn't have to feel like five years, six years, seven years. It's as if we're right there. And right when we disobeyed, you just showed us. And we finally heard you. And we just saw it. And Lord, we just, we're not going to stop believing who you say we are. And so, Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit, reconnect us. Whoa. Reconnect us. Reconnect us. Hey, Jesus. Whoa, Jesus. Reconnect us. Hey, Shara Masatakira Bosanda. Whoa, God. Hey, reconnect me. Reconnect. Come on, just tell him. Reconnect me, Lord. Whoa. Ah. And just thank you, Lord. Nothing's lost. Thank you, Lord. I don't have to fix the last few years. They're dead. They're gone. They don't exist. It's over. I don't have to keep trying to fix this. It's over. Come on, now just take about 10 or 20 seconds. Just think the thoughts of that person. You just be that person. Just step in that skin again. Just step in and just think those thoughts again. Ah. The years after are gone. The years are gone. The years are gone. The problems are gone. The mistakes are gone. The fight is gone. Just think the thoughts of that person. <laughs> hey, just think those thoughts. And if the enemy's giving you another thought, you go, no, I've, I've confessed that sin. And you just go right back to thinking the thoughts of who you are. Come on, just your 2016 person or your 15 or your 14 or your 13 or your 12 or your 11 or you say, whatever it is. You just think those thoughts. You were, you were actually pretty amazing back then, I'm telling you. <laughs> Come on.
come on. You had a lot of confidence. It was awesome. And you got to stop trying to make that per try to do those things now. Like for your your 2019 person, just let it die. Just let you can't fix that guy. You can't fix that lady. It's, it's over. Like just forget it. Too many bumps and bruising. Just let it die. We're gonna resurrect the old you. Come on, Lazarus. Come on. Come on, Lazarus. You're just gonna resurrect the old you. Yeah, the way back. Come on, just. <laughs> come on, the Laz Lazarus is about to come forth. <laughs> Lazarus! <laughs> oh! Ha <laughs> ha <laughs> As I think, so I am. Yeah. Come on, my my mind is the mind of Christ. My thoughts are the thoughts of Christ. I think the thoughts that God thinks of me. I come in alignment with who I am before the Father. Yeah. No more confusion. I know who I am. 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 Come, Holy Ghost! Thanks for listening to Revival and Souls with Pastor Cletus from the outpouring of the Holy Spirit taking place at Deliverance Bible Church in Hearst, Texas. If this sermon has been a blessing to you, please consider sowing a financial seed of faith today into the ministry of Revival and Souls. The easiest way to give is by using Cash App. Our cash tag is dollar sign Revival and Souls. That's dollar sign Revival and Souls. Or you can go online at cash.me slash Revival and Souls. And as always, for more information about this raw move of God happening in Hearst, Texas, please feel free to visit our website at deliverancebiblechurch.com. Or you can simply text the word REVIVAL to 682-702-4606. Thanks again for listening. Be blessed, be blessed, be blessed.